Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Hey folks, and welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast. This is episode number six. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, how are you today? I am have been better, but I'm okay. You may hear me clearing my throat and coughing a little bit, but I'm okay. All right. Well, we we uh, let's let's hope you can make it through the next 29 minutes or so All right. of our podcast, folks. Thanks for joining us on this podcast. The Church Solutions Podcast is uh, designed to help encourage you to, to give you some uh, ideas for resources to enable you to do what you do with your church and hopefully do it better. And uh, we are available to help you in all sorts of different areas. Uh, our company is JSL Solutions, hence the name Church Solutions Podcast. Uh, and we mainly do streaming video with streamingchurch.tv. Uh, we also do mobile apps, right, Steve? That is correct. It's uh, Church App Live. Churchapplive.com. And then we also have interactive websites that have church management tools. And uh, that is my flock. But as we've said here before, Steve and I and uh, even some other people on our fine team here go back a long ways when it comes to working with churches, serving churches. Steve has been involved in leadership for many, many years, over two decades, as as I have. I've actually been a senior pastor, been an executive pastor, been a worship leader, and uh, all sorts of stuff. So uh, the reason I just say all this, folks, is that we have a background that we want to share. We want to help. And so we've got a lot of experience in not just tech stuff, but in, in church management and, and working with churches. And uh, we're just, we just want to serve. That's our heart. And so we're telling you all this stuff because if we can help you in, in some way, uh, whether it be your worship team, your volunteers, even your board of directors, you know, we, we've got some resources and we can help. Right, Steve? That is exactly right. Yeah, right. we, uh, we have been around the block and have suffered the slings and arrows and so we know what not to do and and some things to do we don't know everything but uh yeah we can definitely offer some ideas yeah so that's where our heart is so and that's really the heart of our whole company here so today steve what are we what what fine topic are we exploring today so the topic for today was staying connected during the summer summer's a a downtime typically for churches it is, and uh, however, I'm I'm of the opinion, having done this, having done many many summers with churches, as you have, I'm of the opinion that you can actually grow in the summer. Uh, you can grow your church in the summer, believe it or not, and at the very least, you can use this time to connect with people, reconnect with people, and maybe even uh, for those who are around. Maybe go a little deeper and and uh, just establish better relationships. So uh, one of the main tools that we still have today that's very effective when it comes to uh, communicating with uh, for our church members and connecting with people is email. And email really does have uh, some. I mean, it's been around now for a while, and we've got all these social media tools and all these these crazy new things coming out. But email still remains kind of the the, the bedrock of, of really communicating with people. Yeah. There was um, 
Hey, was I think you probably saw it as well just this week. The the posting about it was basically a survey of what people are interested in, you know, being communicated with, and email's still top of the list. Yeah, it really. So is. it had all the social media elements and text messages, and at the bottom of the list, what was at the bottom of the list? Do you remember seeing that, Phil? Did you see that? I, what I'm talking, you know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, I can't. I do, but I can't remember what what was at the bottom. I can't remember. Well, it'll resonate with I think everybody. The phone was the bottom of the list. <laughs> <laughs> So people don't want to be called. Yeah. So, but they do. They don't mind, or they they prefer actually email, or actually um, it was text message or um, social network was in there as well. Mm-hmm. Text messaging and social network were a, a close second. Well, behind I, email. Yeah, I could understand that. So, so what we want to specifically talk today about is 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 emailing your church newsletter. So most churches have some kind of a newsletter that they send out either a hard copy or they do email. Uh, we want to encourage you to do it electronically. And and I've been around enough, and so have you, Steve, where we've seen some pretty bad church newsletters. Oh, yeah. And, and so some of you are sitting here thinking, well, I'm listening to this, and Phil, I, that's just crazy because nobody reads my newsletter. Or, or I don't read mine. You, you know, my church even sends me one, and I don't read it. And so, uh, I want to say that you can actually improve that, and it's not—it doesn't take that much effort to really improve your newsletter and to really make it look pretty good and actually catch some attention. So, we're going to share some tips here on how you can do that and really, I think, get some people to connect with you. So, what's All the right. first one on the list there, Steve? So you talk about well, let's let's talk initially, you know. I'm not sure how many churches are doing physical mailers still. I know the churches I've been a part of dropped the mailer many, many years ago. So the I mean, you're primarily going to be talking about emailing that out. But uh, so the number one on the list, so this first number one on the list would not be possible. Actually, none of these would be possible. Well, some of them would be possible via a physical um, mailer. But, um, but the move to the email is just so convenient, and so it's less expensive, and it's not messing up people's um, junk mail right. and that sort of thing. So anyway, the first one on the list, long way to get to it, is video announcements. Video announcements, yeah. And, and by the way, Steve, I, yeah, you're, I'm with you. I mean, newsletters, emailing are the way to go. But I, I'm sure <laughs> that there are people listening to me right now that, that they're getting stuff in the mail because we're just – that behind, so we do want to we do want to recommend that you consider uh, not mailing it out, but actually emailing it. And and so let's talk a little bit, a little bit about video announcements. And and for some of you right now, your first thought is, well, we can't do that. We don't have the equipment, or it's just not good enough. So I want to propose to you that you could actually do a pretty decent video announcement with technology today, with with webcams and and uh, all the stuff that's out there, YouTube, Vimeo. You could actually, if you organize your thoughts, if it was you or somebody else, you could actually video some announcements, put them up on YouTube, and then you could put the link in your newsletter. And it would right. it would improve. It would again. You don't maybe have to do it every time, but you could do it once in a while. And the only thing you really have to kind of look at is, and again, I know some of you are saying, "Well." Eh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know what, you know, but, but if you kind of wrote something out and, and practiced a few times, the more you do it, the better you get. And 
just you know, make sure your audio level's good. Uh, if you can adjust your lighting in your office or wherever you're doing it from, I mean, every every computer now, every laptop has a has a cam that's built in. There's these portable, these little plug-in cams that you can hang on a screen, you know, hang on a, a something, and you can do some things with it. And you can spice things up a little bit by by making some announcements and practice a few times. Put a little bit of effort into it, and you'll see some results. Right. And another thing is. Uh, the whole video element is just very compelling. It is just really uh, tempting for people to click on the video when they see the little play button in their newsletter. It's it's really tempting for people to click on the video and say, "Hey, what's this about?" Yeah, exactly. So, which yeah, so go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> well, which brings the point of of you want to really kind of make sure it's not long and dragged out, and that you you just really condense it as best you can. Because, you know, and this is the problem that every church has, and that is announcements. So even if it's Sunday morning or whatever, uh, there's this battle for announcements. Everybody has something going on, and they want it announced. And the problem is church announcements can get really long, boring. And we've talked about this before. We'll probably do another podcast on how you can improve your, your Sunday morning church announcements. But the same is true. When it comes to doing your little video announcements here, you want to make sure you condense it and and try to get the information out and don't ramble on. So what's a what's a time frame that you would target a video announcement for? I really wouldn't do it more than two minutes, personally. Okay, and that would yeah, that's that may be even on the long side yeah, too, right? Could be. It could be depending on yeah. if you've got good information. If you've got, you know, if you if you can keep the ball rolling, but you don't want to spend uh, two minutes on one on one topic, you know. Right. So. Uh, or even in more than a minute. I mean, you really want to keep it down. And you could also point people to maybe a document or some area on your website. You could point people, for more information on this, go to, and then they can click on it, and they could actually see text, and they could actually see a lot more detailed information, which was one of the points I was going to get to later. But uh, uh, getting back to this video announcements thing, it, it really, it, you're, you're right. And now let's just mention this, Steve, while we're on the subject of emails. Uh, you can't really embed a video in email. Am I right about that? That is true. There is no way to actually embed the video in the email. I mean, you can you can attach some videos and emails, but you definitely don't want to do that. And there's no way to embed the video so that it plays right in the email. Though all of the emails you receive will be a link to a video to a website where the video will play. So something like YouTube, and and the reason I talk embedding is is if you if you were to do your little video and then upload it to YouTube, uh, you get the option of of taking YouTube gives you the option of a link uh, that people could click on somewhere else, or you could get some embed code from YouTube and drop it on your website, a page on your website, or or some other platform, but you can't drop the embed code in on your newsletter body. Right, yeah. So, it won't work within so, the body of the newsletter. But what you can do is what I do and a lot of people do is, is they'll take an image that you put an image in your in your newsletter, you know, whatever that image is. Uh, and then you can hyperlink the image. You can hyperlink the image with a link from YouTube or Vimeo or wherever else that the video is hosted on. Right. And so uh, which kind of brings me to the next point. Are, are, are we okay with this? Should we move on from the video announcements? Yeah, that's, that's, okay. I mean, the, the 
the image you take is typically a frame from the video with the little play button yeah. embedded over it. That's the typical practice for doing that. Yeah, you can do that, and you could just uh, go to YouTube and, and hit, if you've got a screen, uh, what do they call it, a screen, I don't want to say screensaver, but a screen, uh, you could screen capture, capture yeah, yeah. screen capture there, and, and you can do that. Uh, so uh, let's talk for just a second about graphics. I don't know if I put this on the list, Steve, but uh, one of the ways you can spice up your, your newsletter is by using some graphics. Right. And uh, graphics really make a lot of uh, pictures. Uh, maybe pictures of, you know, of, of a, if it's somebody, one of the staff people or one of the volunteers wants to talk about what they're doing, uh, you could get a picture of them. Or you could get graphics today uh, from all sorts of different places. And some of them you can get for free. And you can, uh, you know, download a graphic for free and you can uh, put that, you can resize it and drop it in your newsletter. And again, you can either hyperlink to something or you can just put a little text by it talking about it. Uh, Today, with Facebook and all these other places, the ones that get the most clicks, the, the, the posts that get the most clicks are the ones that have graphics. Right. And when, we talked about this actually before we went on the air here, saying people don't read anymore, right? Yeah. And so what you're going to want to do is create a, a very scannable document, and the graphics will be you know, a key element of that. She created, you know, typically what people do is they'll scan, they'll see the pictures, they go, oh, that looks interesting. Okay, what are, what's the subject? And then it'll draw them into the, um, you know, into the articles. So you, if you didn't have the pictures or the headlines or you haven't broken up your, your um, content into, you know, sections well, into short paragraphs, then um, it just, it looks like a bunch of text and it doesn't draw the people in. So. Yeah. Adding the pictures is really good, and um, you know, offsetting big headlines and very short paragraphs, I think, is important in putting the newsletter together. Yeah, it really is. And the next question might be for some people: Well, where do I get my graphics, Phil? Well, there's several ways you can you can you can pay for the graphics with like iStock. Uh, what's another one, Steve? That uh, I know you've used. Oh, used I know iStock is one of the more popular. But it's expensive. Um, it's gone up too. Yeah, it um, used to be very affordable, and now it's it's gotten a little more expensive. Uh, um, Unsplash. Uh, there's one called I think. Uh, I'm trying to think. Unsplash. U N S P L A S H, which I believe is free. Uh, and so Unsplash is an option. Um, there's a place I think called uh, called Gratis Gratis. It's spelled G-R-A-T-I-S-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y. Gratiso Rafi, I don't know how to pronounce the darn thing. But it's it's you just go to G-R-A-T-I-S-O-G-R-A-P-H-Y dot com. <laughs> it's gratis o Rafi or whatever. And uh, those are free. But if you just do a Google search for free... Uh, what was what the free, free images? Images or free, yeah, yeah free graphics, there, that sort of thing. There are some out there that you can get uh, that uh, you could use. Or used to, I used to have a guy at one of my churches that loved photography, and he just went out and took a lot of pictures. It was kind of a hobby, and then he would use these pictures in newsletters and even stuff on the website. So uh, I think you hit the nail right on the head, Steve. And that is, you've got to make it though so that it is readable. So graphics and making sure your text is uh, consistent and, and not running all together. 
you've got decent paragraphs and all that. So yeah, yeah. Actually, if you you Google the free graphics, there's actually some write-ups on some recommendations for um, graphic sites as well. Yeah. So, so consider using graphics. I mean, it really will. You know, it really will, will make a difference. People more be more inclined to read what you got. All right. So what's what do we talk? What's the next thing on the list on how we can help people? build a better newsletter excuse me so a special message from the pastor you know I, I think this is good and again you could do this with a video uh if you wanted to take the time to do this you could you could you could do a video and upload it to youtube or something and then again link to it uh, or just have the pastor write a little a short little thing whatever it might be whatever maybe something he's talking about maybe a new series he or she is going to kick off Maybe just even a little thought for the day or thought for the week, uh, you know, where, where the person actually, the, the people getting the newsletter actually is going, they're going to get something from the senior pastor. Or maybe if a senior pastor is not always available, maybe one of the other uh, leaders could do something. And, and again, you don't want it real long or anything. Uh, or if you are going to make it long, if, let's say they have a blog and you don't have to put the whole blog on the newsletter, but you could put. A piece of the blog, maybe an opening opening couple sentences to the blog, and then link to uh, the pastor's blog. Mm-hmm. And again, and I think a personal message is also, I mean, just the the personal informal side from the pastor is valuable as well. Yeah, absolutely. Too. So again, uh, you know, putting something like this in here, you can do this. You can you can organize it and kind of have it right down the list. Of, of different things going on. All right. So what's next? So next you, we have uh, details on events. So uh, there's lots of things happening, even in the summertime. My church has lots of crazy things happening. And uh, one of the things that we say when we're making announcements Sunday morning in front of people is uh, we'll headline the event, but we won't give a lot of details. We might say this event's going on. You know, we got a free concert coming up Saturday night at seven thirty. You can get your tickets or, you know, if you're selling tickets or you're doing something else for it to raise money, you could say, Hey, go to our website for more details. And so on the newsletter, you could actually put a few more details in that people aren't necessarily going to get from just a Sunday morning announcement. Uh, you could actually go into a little more detail and again, use links, uh, use hyperlinks or whatever to direct people to where the details would be on the website. Right. So you don't want to get too detail oriented where it's just a long paragraph and, you know, people get lost, but you, you know, just enough information to, to get people what they need. And then perhaps a link or something that will give yeah. them even more. Yeah. I think, as I mentioned kind of earlier, I think it's important to kind of layer the newsletter with, um, just kind of broad you know, with images and headlines and then short paragraphs. And then, then the, the more you get into an article, the more detail it becomes. And then at the you know, lowest point would be click here for more info that takes you off to a, you know, a full write up on something on another website. Yeah. I think it's important to do that because uh, again, you don't want to bury people with stuff, but you, you want to make it available. All right. So moving on here, where are we at? So you got song of the month. Song is, of the month. Is, what is song of the month? <laughs> this is an idea that I stole from somebody else, and I think it's kind of a good idea. And that is, um, if you're, and again, every church is different. We know we have different cultures here, different churches that are part of our, what we do as a company. So there's a variety of different people. But uh, usually, 
a worship leader will introduce a new song once in a while. Uh, some of them will do it once a month. They'll introduce a new song. Maybe once every two months they'll introduce a new song. I've had some worship leaders that would introduce a new song every week. And I think that's maybe oh, wow. a little, little bit too much, but, uh, uh, you know, that, that was something that, that we did for a while. I used to do that with Ken, you know, Ken at, at, at your church. And so, yeah. uh, but so if you're going to, if your worship leader is going to introduce a new song, why not give them, why not put it in a newsletter and give people a little heads up? And so that way, if there are some people that really love the musical part of a church service, uh, they really get into the music, and, and every church is different. But uh, so there are people that, that just love the worship at your church, and so why not give them a taste of the new song coming up? And again, you could you could link it if there's a YouTube video that somebody else has done on it. Uh, you oh. could link it, and you could say, "Hey, we got a new song coming up here in a couple of weeks. Here's here here's what it is." And uh, and then when people actually show up for the church service. Uh, those who actually <laughs> were interested in that song are, are going to know it. And because uh, I was a worship leader for years, and and I found you know when you do a new song, the congregation obviously doesn't know it, or at least most people don't. And so everybody just kind of stands there if they're standing, and just kind of looks, you know. And uh, it, it can be a little awkward depending on the culture of your church and depending on what you guys do at your church, but. Uh, it you know usually it would take two or three times of doing that song where people would catch on and start singing you know and uh, if you're a worship leader it's really exciting to see people participating but if you're depending on what kind of style you do if you're a worship leader and everybody's just kind of standing there looking at you or looking bored <laughs> it's kind of frustrating or you know a little bit so so would you put the the lyrics of the song in there or yeah it just depends on your newsletter if you have a lot of information in your newsletter you may not want to put all the lyrics in you might want to just put the title of the song and again i would encourage you to link to a youtube video because chances are unless it's original music chances are it's probably on youtube or somewhere right that somebody exactly. has done and you could say hey listen to this we're going to do it very in a very similar fashion may not be exactly the same, but similar. And you could give people an opportunity to preview it. Uh, or if you really want to get extreme, if you've got, if you've got the time and you've got the staff, if, if one of the, if the worship leader wants to actually do an unplugged version and record it, you know, yeah. there you go. If, if you really want to do that, and then you could have your, your own team, or at least maybe the worship leader himself or herself do it and record it and, you know, stick it in there. Uh, so again, just a little, uh, you also link to the artist. Yeah. I would assume. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so just, that makes yeah, sense. This... That's a good way to introduce a, a new song rather than Sunday morning. We've got a new song and here's the lyrics. Yeah. That would yeah. be Everybody looks that's a good idea. So it, it is. I wish I had thought of it. It's somebody else thought of it, but I, I, I stole the idea, but I, I think it's a good idea. So again, just something you could do uh, to uh, help your worship service. And again, you know, provide people some interesting content in your newsletter. Because again, what we're saying here is you need to make your content interesting and you, you do need to put a little bit of effort into it. But once you start doing this on a regular basis, uh, you'll find it won't take you that much time. Mm -hmm. All right. What's next? So uh, last on the list we had was something funny. Something funny. Okay. So uh, one of the things that I discovered a long time ago, uh, 
and and I'm on social media, not as much as people think I am, but I am. I'm on. I have a Facebook account, and I I used to put when I first started doing Facebook. Gosh, in fact, I was even looking at some of my old posts back in 2007 or something, and I would put these serious posts in. You know, nothing dead serious or real heavy, but I would put a post in maybe a Bible verse or something going on, you know, but uh, my personality is that of, I, I, I have a lot of humor in my, in my life. Uh, I, I, some people would say I'm sarcastic. Uh, I think that's a spiritual gift, right? Sarcasm. Yeah, you are the master. If so following Phil Thompson, you ought to look him up on, on Facebook. Well, uh, yeah. So, I was assuming that you were getting these from somewhere else because you weren't quite that funny in person, but you're definitely <laughs> funny on Facebook. Yeah, well, you come up with some great stuff. I, I, uh, some of it I, I modify, some of it I steal, some of it's my own stuff. But uh, the, the bottom line is people like to be – they like humor. Uh, and, and so you've got a couple options here when it comes to your newsletter. You could put in a funny comic, and there are lots and lots of funny comic strips out there you just go to facebook and look around a little bit and if somebody's got something i would certainly you don't want to get into something controversial but you you definitely there's some church humor there there's some stuff out there i mean you could just google uh church humor or something and and there's some good natured humor out there uh one of the things that's real popular is church signs uh there are there's somebody out there that that's put a website together that gets these uh, images of, of, of churches around the country, the, the, the funny things they put on their signs. Uh, you know, some of these churches have these signs where they can change out uh, what's going on every week, you know, and, and uh, usually they put a sermon topic on there or something every week. It's changed out. So people see it as they drive by. Well, some of these things are hilarious. Uh, you know, people don't think when they put something up, and I don't have an example off the top of my head, but there's some funny Actually, stuff out there. Uh, friend in my one of my our small group gave me a book there was a someone wrote or put together a book that was just church signs and it was hilarious yeah there's there's also uh bulletin bloopers which have been around for a long time but they're still funny i mean oh, yeah. things in a bulletin you know that are put in the bulletin of somebody's bulletin for their church and it's just it comes off completely wrong or crazy or funny it's just hilarious so uh, you might consider putting something humorous in your your newsletter, maybe at the very end of it or something or whatever that that will get people. Uh, you know, again, just put a smile on somebody's face. Uh, uh, that that would be something that you could do. So uh, the other thing I want to mention here before we go away, and that is, you know, what what can you use for a newsletter? Some of you are saying, well. We don't do a new electronic newsletter, but we're interested in this. How can we do this? Well, we have something called myflock.com that does have a newsletter feature in it, newsletter tool. And so you could use myflock.com and input people's e- emails in there, and you could send the emails out using myflock.com. Right, Steve? All right, exactly. And you can put images in there, and you can put links in there and all yeah. that stuff. But uh, you would need a MyFlock account for that. But uh the other one that's really popular that we integrate with is um, MailChimp. MailChimp. So MailChimp, MailChimp.com. Yes, MailChimp is a great tool. It's been uh, it, uh, it specializes in doing email and primarily you know emails and newsletters, and they have a free option. So just looking at it right here, 
you can have up to 2,000 subscribers and send uh, up to 12,000 emails a month for free. Wow. So yeah, it's a great. great deal, and they've got uh, a really good uh, publishing system and an even better tracking system. Analytics. Yeah, there's lots of analytics and tracking that uh, you might be interested in. And, and that's good because then you can begin to see, okay, how many people actually – you know, open my email that I sent them, you know, how right. many people, and, and if they're not a lot of people opening it, then maybe you could do something to improve it. And actually they'll give you tips on right. how to improve. Or how to, if they're not opening it, then it's, it's a, uh, a matter of your, your subject right. was not compelling enough for them to click on it. So there'll be, there's some guidance on creating better subject lines or subjects for your email so that yeah. people will open them. And then, as you mentioned, it will show um, what clicks took place. So as you have the embedded links within your newsletter, you can see, oh, wow, this article uh, that I did on you know, whatever got a lot of clicks. So that's that hit, you know, like gives you feedback, lets yeah. you know what's uh, what's working and what's not. So it's a great tool. There's other tools out there, Constant Contact, which is not free. Um, in fact, my church was using Constant Contact, and I came on board, and I said, why are we paying – why are we paying 49 bucks a month for this where we could use MailChimp for free? And they're like, Oh no. So we started to use MailChimp, uh, for free and saved us, I think it was 49 bucks a month, you know, but, and again, constant contact. I mean, if you, depends on what you need it for, there's, there's tools in constant contact that if maybe you, maybe it would be worth it, you know, depending on what you're doing, but, uh, you know, so there's lots of tools out there you could use. And the nice thing about MailChimp is they have some really nice templates and you can custom the templates. And again, it's not going to take you that much time once you set it up to do it. You can do it every week. And, and right. that's one more thing before we go, we're out of time, but my, my next suggestion when it would become to, to using your newsletter to connect with people, make sure you send it out consistently. Uh, you might only do it once a month. I would recommend you do it at least twice a month, maybe once a week if possible. And, and, uh, again, uh, be consistent at it and, uh, put a little bit of effort into it and you'll see some results. Right. Exactly. It's an opportunity for people to share with others, you know, so you send it out to those that have been coming and they can forward that newsletter on and say, Hey, this is the church I go to. Here's, you know, here's the nature of our church and send them the newsletter. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, Steve, we're out of time. All righty. Well, it's been great. Thank you very much for your time, Steve. And folks, thank you. And by the way, uh, we'd love to hear from you. Support at streamingchurch.tv is one of the ways you can get a hold of us. And the other thing, too, is if you go to iTunes, you can subscribe to our podcast. It's Church Solutions Podcast. So go to iTunes and subscribe to it. And also give us a review. We'd, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, we need to get some reviews. And maybe we'll show up a little more on their whatever their iTunes search thing is. But uh, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear positive uh, as well as negative. And if it's negative, I'll just blame it on Steve. There you go. All right. (laughs) Hey, folks, seriously, have yourselves a great day. Thank you for listening to Church Solutions. And tune in next week. We'll cover another topic. Have a great day.